0: Last weekend, we held the very first Debatable InterVarsity. This episode is a post-debate analysis that was originally released during that tournament, but we decided to release it on Spotify anyway so that those who missed out on the tournament wouldn't have to miss out on the important discussions that we're having on that tournament. This is the post-debate analysis for the second round of Debatable InterVarsity. The theme for this round was the Philippines, and sports too. Last March of 2021, the Filipino-born chess super-grandmaster Wesley Soh officially attained American citizenship. He had previously left the Philippines to play on behalf of the United States. Around a month later, Filipino volleyball player Jaja Santiago was offered Japanese citizenship so she could represent Japan in the Olympics and the World Championship. This brought into the popular consciousness the question, should Filipino athletes stay in the Philippines, even if they do not get many opportunities to thrive in this country. That's why the motion for this round read, This House believes that Filipino athletes should never give up Filipino citizenship in exchange for sports opportunities abroad. We'd like to thank Akeem Fabula for contributing this motion and for giving us their insights in this interview. We hope you enjoyed the episode. everyone, welcome
1: to another episode of Debatable with your hosts Nina and Kyle. I'm Kyle. I'm Nina and today we're joined with another motion contributor for Debatable InterVarsity. Akeem, how would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and our novices from Debatable InterVarsity? Hi
2: guys, uh, I'm Akeem Jade Favilla. I'm so happy to be here in this podcast. I'm from Ateneo de Davao University. Uh, For the past year of online debating, I've been very, very active, for those who don't know me, uh, in the Philippine circuit, uh, maybe as an adj as an adjudicator, and an equity officer, or just giving some uh, lecture debates in some debate camps or uh, some invited podcasts, uh, just taking advantage of the accessibility of debate tournaments. Good evening, everyone.
0: Good evening. So, this motion is about an influential Filipino athlete. And from your motion, there is a dilemma um, from the perspective of the athlete where they have to choose between representing a foreign team versus choosing to stay in the Philippines. Is there anything that inspired the combination of the Philippines as a theme and sports within this single motion?
2: From a personal standpoint, my first motivation and inspiration for that is because I'm a sports fanatic. I support Philippine basketball. I watch the Ascals in soccer. I'm a big fan of volleyball. And now I'm looking forward to the participation of the Philippines in Olympics. But with regards to the specific real-life context that inspired emotion, probably the audiences can relate to one Filipino athlete, and that's the story of Wesley So. A chess prodigy, considered by many as the best chess player in Philippine history. He represented the Philippines, but in around 2014, he requested to represent the United States of America. And since 2015, he has been representing the U.S. Chess Federation. But last year, he officially had his American citizen, which means he will now be permanently representing the u.s another similar case was the issue of jaja santiago very popular volleyball player in the philippines but she's now playing professionally in japan she's already playing for japan uh she recently won a championship in a japanese league and now she has a big dilemma because the japanese Team that she was playing for is willing to sponsor her naturalization to become a Japanese citizen. And both the, both issues, Wesley saw and uh, Judge Santiago were heavily covered by the Philippine media. And I think I was inspired, man. Maybe let's make a motion out of it.
0: Yeah, so actually, I am not a sports fan except for, siguro, competitive debate and maybe competitive <laughs> eating. So I've, I've, I've always been sort of confused Not really confused, but more of like curious as to why people are so invested in sports like yourself. Why are people fanatics? And for this motion in particular, the theme is the Philippines. How important is sports to the creation of or the maintenance of the Philippine national identity? Interesting question. With
2: regards to why we're so fanatics, I think it's because the beauty about sports is that it generates so much pride and nationalism, okay? it's It generates so much excitement, especially if the story is something very relatable. And I think the best example of this kind of story is the rise of Manny Pacquiao. Whether we like him or not, as a senator, that's another issue. But from, uh, Philippine and sports perspective is really one of those influential athletes that really we can best attribute in generating our Filipino identity. Right? Name one athlete that can stop Philippine traffic that can lower the crime rate in a day or in a week and I think that's the same feeling that I have when I support other athletes. When I see the Philippine flag in their jerseys we're so, we feel that were with them, and I think that's the kind of feeling that a lot of Filipinos feel uh, whenever they see a a Filipino athlete competing in an international
1: event. What issues or main clashes were you expecting or do you expect to come out, especially given all of the things that can be discussed under this motion?
2: Uh, The first core issue that came into my mind is what's the interest of an influential Filipino athlete? And that can mean a lot of things. Uh, the typical training, exposure. Of course, money is there also. The second issue is that as a, as a Filipino athlete and I have my influence, how can I help the sport that I'm playing for? Maybe if I'm Wesley So, how can I help chess? Or if I'm Jaja Santiago, how I can I help volleyball? Uh, whether I'm representing another country or I'm here in the Philippines. Another core issue is that as a Filipino athlete, maybe how can I explain? posts the many problems that we have and that has been plaguing the Philippine sports system because we cannot deny and I think in the debate both teams will concede that there's a lot of problems in the Philippine context of sports. Maybe one of the core issues later on that can be discussed is having my influence where can I best take advantage of it whether...
0: On government how would you frame it such that you prime the judge to believe in one side of the issue over the other?
2: Okay so if If I'm opening government, my strategy would initially be first. Of course, I would have to discuss that as an influential athlete, given my influence, it assumes something that I have the necessary skill, I am very popular uh, in my country. But what's the problem? The Philippine sports, okay, what's the problem? Uh, As an athlete, competing and participating in international sporting events can be very, very expensive and needs a lot of resources. Unfortunately, and I think it's the important frame, in the Philippine context, the country does not have enough resources, especially the Philippine government, to fully expose me in all of these activities, to fully sustain me in my training. Second, another framing that is very, very important is how politicized uh, Philippine sports is. wherein a lot of leaders are fighting for positions and that affects also the training of a lot of very popular and very talented Filipino athletes. And of course, last but not the least, I think one important consideration that has to be taken into account as an influential uh, athlete with regards to Philippine sports is that given a lot of the financial problems that the Philippine government is having right now, uh, we all know that the Philippine government is so focused uh, in terms of fighting the pandemic, uh, COVID, sports will really not be a priority by this government. Even though there are allocated funds, But given the need for a lot of resources, it might not be enough. And that is why there is a need to find an alternative. There is a need to find another path to make sure all of those things mentioned will be sustainable. And that path, as an influential athlete, could be representing a foreign national need where resources are more readily available.
1: Given all of that, what would you run at opening government as the priority argument? Given that this is an actor
2: analysis debate, we have to ask ourselves, what are the interests of an influential Filipino? Because there are three important terms that you have to discuss there, an influential Filipino and an so first and foremost, I think the most important that an opening government, when they enter in this debate, is explore what are the interests of that influential eliminati In terms of what? Training and development. Just like any athlete, given that you have the necessary skills, influence and popularity, your number one priority is really which uh, path or which team or which country will give you the necessary points uh, in terms of training, sustainability of uh, exposure because in training that accounts to a lot of money especially in terms of uh, going to a lot of countries hiring coaches and so on and so forth and that's very very expensive for a lot of sports federation given that they're not only supporting one athlete but they're supporting a lot of athletes okay so if you go if you go to the path of representing another country maybe a developed country maybe and usually the offers are coming from a developed country uh usually japan united states of america not usually the poor countries. And these countries necessarily have the funds to support these, especially in terms of training and development. Another aspect in terms of the interest of an individual athlete, a Filipino athlete, is in terms of exposure in big tournaments and uh if you want to continue to develop as an athlete, you have to be exposed in this big tournament. You have the World Championship, you have the Olympics, you have the Asian Games, you have the Southeast Asian Games. It needs constant traveling and the constant complaint by a lot of our athletes is that they don't get the necessary funds. Even sometimes with the support of by the private institutions because it's so expensive. Okay. But I think the biggest problem, especially in the Philippine context, is really about the politics. And because of this politics, sometimes the athletes are not given the necessary priority. And this was the case of Wesley So when he eventually transferred to the, to the United States of America because he wanted to be exposed to this bigger league. And of course, maybe as an influential individual athlete, maybe one of the least priority of your concerns, maybe of course. Helping your family. Um, A lot of our influential athletes, maybe Haideline Diaz, the one who won the silver medal in the last Olympics, said that the, the reason why she's staying in the sport and really pursuing is that because she wants to support her family. But of course, maybe you're in a sport where there's a lot of politics, there's not enough funding coming from the Philippine government, and you really want to support your family, then maybe representing uh another foreign country would would be an option because it will now allow you to have these kinds of accessibility to resources, to training, to a less politicized uh, sports federation, and of course, exposure to bigger tournaments. Okay? Uh, one big example for Jaja Santiago, who was uh, offered by the Japanese government, is that Japan is known to be a volleyball superpower. Okay. And if she joins Japan, there's a big possibility that she'll be able to represent Japan in the Olympics. And she won't get that exposure if she represents the Philippines because Philippines is not the uh, a superpower. And of course, maybe down the road for the opening government, one of the things that they can initially discuss as an influential Filipino athlete is they can start discussing how the person can use her influence to voice out probably some of the problems of Philippine sports, given that she will now be representing a foreign team. So those are the initial things that I can see for opening government strategically. First, they have to really explore the interests of an individual athlete, A&B exposure, training, connections which can all be possible if she will be representing a foreign country rather than being stuck here in the Philippines and representing the Philippines.
0: Yeah, so that sort of talks about the interest of the influential Filipino athlete themselves. But what about the other issue that you talked about earlier where someone can expose the issues or take advantage of their influence? In other words, I'm asking like, given that case, how would you extend this? Okay. Now, this is
2: where closing uh, government and maybe later on discussions can come because this is an important term in the motion the influential Filipino ad because it assumes that the person has a sense of popularity, has a sense of voice. And one of the things that I can uh, take advantage of it as an extension is that in terms of the likelihood of success, if you're an influential Filipino athlete, you can expose the Philippine ills and the problems in Philippines works better if you're outside of the system. Because the problem right now, if you're inside the system, people can threaten you that they will no longer fund you. Or sports official can can maybe discount you. Rather than you're outside of the Philippine system, you're representing another country, you can best voice out what's really happening in the Philippine sports system, maybe that's politicization, the lack of funding, and so on and so forth. Another angle that you can take advantage of the Philippines, the influential Filipino athlete angle, is that if you're outside of the system, okay, or you're rather red other you're rather representing another foreign country, is that given your scope of influence, you can rally more private support, okay? Uh, because especially if you're representing Team USA, Team Japan, you have more connection of bigger companies, not just companies in the Philippines. So maybe now you can also use that influence to help maybe Philippine sports back home, because now you only have not you, you not only have connections inside the Philippines, but you also have connections outside of the Philippines. The third is that given that you're outside of the Philippine sports since then you also have access in terms of the bigger sports media. Because I think one of the common misconceptions is that if you're already representing another country, you won't be having media coverage. But that's not true, okay? We can see that in a lot of... If you have the influence, if you have the voice, if you have the talent, Philippine media stations will continue to cover you and will you and you will continue to have that voice, okay? One good example of that is Wesley So. Even though he's no longer representing the Philippines, he continues to have the media following, he continues to have the voice. Okay? And when he was able to expose the many problems that the Chess Federation have back in the Philippines, he was able to put more pressure, he was able to put pressure rather, uh, into the Philippine sports and to make that necessary change. Okay, So I think one of the, I think overall the good extension of here is really for closing teams to take advantage of the influential May. be that influence can prove that he can be a better voice to other athletes in terms of the likelihood of success because now he's outside the pressure of uh, sports leaders or rather he can rally more support because he has a larger market, he has a larger media exposure and of course now he has more connections given that he's representing another country but not just any other country but a very very powerful and influential country and that maybe can help better Philippine sports development, can rally more private support to the Philippine sports so I think that's the angle that the closing
0: needs I was also actually wondering is there sort of a philosophy angle to this as well now you can make it an extension where you could say that the athlete does not have a responsibility to stay in the Philippines because if we're taking a look at sports um, we should at this point try to transcend nationality like we should make we should transition to a post nationalism way of looking at sports Would that be a viable extension in your opinion?
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, Especially right now, because as an athlete, you have to consider that in the past a lot of athletes take pride that we should only represent the Philippines. We should only represent our own country. But as we've seen in the past few years, a lot of the athletes uh, your term, post-nationalism believes that they can still best represent the country even though they're outside of the country, even though they're no longer representing the country. And, and that's why, and one good example of that was the case of Judge Santiago. When Judge Santiago um, shared to the Philippine media that he was being, she was being offered by uh, Japanese citizenship, there was a lot of fright coming from the Filipinos because, as Jesse mentioned, uh, a lot of the netizens believe that Judge Santiago never owes the Philippine government anything, and she should go to the path where she can be where she can develop her skills better where she can uh, fulfill her dreams better. And of course, a lot of people believe, and uh, the post uh, modern identity, whatever you want, on, even though you're representing another country, uh, the Philippine pride will always be there. The Philippine name, your Philippine connection will always be there. You will always tie to where you were born and so, and so on. So, yeah, that's that could be another angle. Uh, it could be a nationalism angle, it could be uh, a representation angle.
1: Given that strong government case, I guess the first question now for opposition would be, How do you enter a debate like that? How do you enter once those arguments, assuming you have a really strong opening government, have established those arguments already? Like what is the reframe that you would do at opposition? I think for opposition, they will have to concede that there might be a lot of problems in
2: terms of the Philippine politics. There might be a lot of problems in terms of uh, corruption and so on and so forth. But I think in the long run, Given your influence, staying in the country will still be better for you as an athlete individually, will still be better in terms of representation for you as an athlete, and also staying in the Philippines, despite the many problems, will still be better in terms of uh other athletes themselves and, of course, the Philippine context as a whole, uh, especially in terms of using your influence. Because I think OP can say that. Maybe the Philippine context, like maybe we have a lot of politics, we don't have a lot of funding compared to Japan in the US and so on and so forth. But any influential athlete, maybe Manipak, can still better represent the country and maximize his or her influence if he stays in the country. And I think later on, we can discuss that further.
0: So given all those things, that reframe, which I think is quite strong, what arguments would you therefore run at opening opposition? Okay,
2: so for opening opposition, Still, since this is an after analysis, we have to analyze what are the interests of an influential athlete. I would concede that there might be not enough government funds. But I would say, given that you are an an influential athlete, I think you can still generate a lot of private support. You can still generate a lot of private support, which is happening right now in the country. A lot of the popular athletes have generated support coming from the big companies like MVPs, because a lot of people believe if you have the talent, if you have the skills, you can easily generate support from a lot of sectors. Okay? Like just take for example, the last winner, Yuka Saso, was being supported by a big company, ICDSI. But I think what's better for opening opposition than for government is that unlike government angle, na you can generate support for yourself. Here for opposition side, for opening opposition, not only can you generate funds from the private sector for your exposure, for your funding, but you can also generate financial support for the other athletes. And I think that's one of the beauties of what's happening right now uh, in in the Philippines. And there's a lot of examples of it. We're in one athlete because of her success, because of her influence, if you just do well, if you if you stick with the status quo, you can generate uh, support. One good example of that is Heidi Lee Piaz. She's a very very talented weightlifter. After she won the gold medal, uh, the silver medal in the last Olympics, okay, and she stuck it out all these years. She was able to use her influence. She was able to use that power not only to generate support for herself, but also to generate more support to weightlifting, to the whole support. And now it's it's garnering more private support, attracting more companies, attracting more individuals to support her. And not only her, but the hope to support the whole sport. And I think that's one of the angles that th- these athletes can discuss. And and that could have a trickle effect. And now that it could affect it could affect their training, it has affected ex- exposure. Another important ex- discussion by the opening opposition is in terms of representation. And I think this has something about the philosophical that you were mentioning higher. And I think this is also one thing that maybe government cannot really discuss. Because at the end of the day, you cannot claim you can, you can just represent the Philippines if you already represent another country. Because we cannot deny, if you represent another country, you already bring the flag of another country. In the media, it will say there it's Japan. But what's the beauty if you're representing the country? One, in terms of maybe self actualization, you were born here you were raised here and nothing brings happiness. And I think I think we go back to the mindset of I an mean, athlete. I think an athlete, it's not just about money. It's not just about training, but where can, where can you find happiness? Where can you find actualization? Where can you find the sense of fulfillment? And I think as an influential athlete, you can only do that if you're able to represent your country. Even though you're not able to bring them in the big events like the Olympics, But to see your country doing better slowly but surely, maybe it's slower, Uh, maybe in the SEA Games and then later on in the Asian Games, but it's the kind of gratification that will bring a sense of fulfillment to you as an athlete, which I think is very exclusive that you won't be able to get, Uh, you won't be able to get uh, if you're representing another country. that kind of sense of fulfillment uh, that you're able to see your country do better. Because you have the talent, you have the skills. I think both sides would agree on that. Another one is that if you stay in the country and you have that influence, if you have that representation, is that we cannot deny that a lot of athletes are looking up to you. And if you stay in the country, not only are you helping yourself, but you're also helping future generation of athletes to strive hard. That no matter how difficult the situation here in the Philippines is, okay, loving and uh, representing your country will bring greater joy. And I think this is not only in terms of an end imaginary joy but in terms of really being a model in a lot of Filipino athletes okay, uh, there's a there's a legitimate pathway of being successful even though you're staying here in the country because you can still rally sport. so I think if you stay in the Philippines in terms of representation it's not only good for yourself but you're also a model athlete to a lot of the future generation athletes and I think the practical benefits that it helps the Philippine sports as a whole it helps your sport to have a sense of sustainability moving forward. So I think that's the opening strategy uh, for opening opposite.
0: Actually, since you were talking about happiness, I was I was saying like on that note, would it be feasible to argue that if you leave the Philippines, it's not just like you're joyful that you're representing the country where you were born and raised in. Is there also a way to argue that if you leave and go to a different country that you might experience some form of racism? Because intuitively, I might argue something like this, but I'm not really sure if I have the matter to back it up. So do you think that this this would be a feasible argument to run, especially like with your knowledge that I do not have? Because again, I don't know. Maybe competitive eating, I have matter on that but, but as for different kinds of sports like would that be a feasible argument?
2: It, yeah it, it can be a feasible argument and I think that's the reason why uh, in the US um, and especially right now in the US it's so difficult to really perform there because there's really priority for the, for the white athlete sports right now with all the anti asian hate it's really up, there's really an argument as you said Kai, that maybe there's a less likelihood of success uh, if yes, especially if you're representing this uh, Western countries. so that's another possibility. And of course, second, the most one of the most practical things I think is just being away from your family. Uh, uh, and of course, now representing. Uh, well, of course, gov can argue naman. Uh, of course, a lot of these athletes are training abroad. But of course, given the motion that you're already permanently representing a country. Uh, another country, that means you're also residing in that country. Uh, this is not just something you're staying here in the Philippines, uh, going back to another country, going back to the Philippines again, going back to the country. But of course, you can do that. Uh, but most likely, since you already have this citizenship, you're expected there to stay longer. You're expected there to be away from your family. Of course, unless you bring your family there and so on and so forth. Although that's not an option that everyone can have, uh, given that every country has their own uh, needs and so on. But yeah, that's a very good point that you mentioned that maybe that's a possible angle that opposition can also argue.
1: What other extensions can you imagine opposition running for this debate? If I were in closing, I would have a really difficult time extending given the robust argumentation that already came up from your earlier discussion. So I can't imagine, and probably I don't have the matter to back it up, I can't imagine uh, other angles that can be explored. Would you like to share, or please do share, because <laughs> I need help. Yeah.
2: Um, this is, this debate when I framed it, this is a typical like an OFW uh, debate also, especially maybe you're a trained expert, not necessarily an OFW, but uh, if you're a skilled scientist, would you go abroad or not? Would you take your talents there and here? I think one of the biggest problems and the fears is one, there could be a brain drain. Or maybe we can call it a talent drain. Because if you're an influential athlete, it means it's this is not just any ordinary athlete. You're really something that is very, very, very important to the sports development. You're very, very important to the sports themselves. And maybe, like Wesley saw right now, the chess federation is suffering from their chess talents and so on. So that that's one thing. And why it would lead, eventually lead to brain drain and, and eventually talent drain is this could be a precedent for more. Uh, for more athletes to leave the Philippines and go to another country, and I think that is not something that you want as an influential athlete, right? Uh, if you are arguing against opposition side, because as a as for opposition, you want as an influential athlete to be a good example. Uh, you want athletes to represent their country, to give their best for their country, and not for the for the sports to suffer in terms of talents. In terms of uh, in terms of skills, so this could be a bad precedent. Second, I can also argue as an extension using my influential uh, in influential uh, angle is that if you stay here in the Philippines, there's a better way for you to influence sports and expose the problems here even though you're part of the system because i think both sides will agree that the philippine sports have a lot of problems but it's very difficult to say change philippine sports if you're no longer representing the country If you're in the system, you have first-hand experience that no foreign athlete or a Filipino athlete in a foreign country can say because you have the first-hand experience. You can say that there's still a lot of problems currently right now, okay? Second, because you're still in the system, you can also lobby for support uh, with other athletes and so on and so forth, okay? And and you can, uh, of course, lobby for support for changes. And third, one of the most important things if you stick with the Philippine sport, and stay here and not represent another country. Is that it's so easy to put pressure in the sports federation or in the sports system or in the Philippine government to make changes? Like for example, Heidi Lindiás, di For example, just imagine if she represented another country, she would not have that voice to really put pressure in the country because of course the Philippine government would not care her, would not care for her because she's no longer representing the country. But if our influential athletes stay here in the country, they could put more pressure to their sports leaders, to their, uh, to the Philippine government, to hopefully prioritize sports, to give more funding, to give more exposure, to start with the grassroots, and so on and so forth. And you can only do that if you're inside the system, uh, making change, putting pressure in the government, lobbying in the Senate, lobbying in the Congress, and so on and so forth, and not outside of the country. So in terms of changing sports system and changing Philippines sports as a whole, I think you can do better here in the Philippines. And last but not the least, I think for the future of the Philippine sports, I think if you stay here in the country, this will set a good example for future athletes. Because remember, you're an influential athlete. Not only are current athletes looking up to you, but maybe you have a massive following in social media, you have a massive following in news, there's a lot of kids looking up to you, there's a lot of future athletes looking up to you. And you can be a voice to these kids, you can be a voice to these future athletes that the best way to represent your country is to stay here in the country. The best way to give back to your motherland is to represent this country and there's no better joy after as an athlete than to represent where you came from. And I think that explains why a lot of our influential athletes continue to stay in the country and have not changed citizenship. So, um, I think there's still a lot of angles that the closing opposition or future extensions the teams can discuss.
0: So that was a great discussion overall about all the different sides that you could have for this motion. So I guess to end this uh, post debate analysis, we'd like to ask what advice would you give novice debaters that might struggle with this particular theme, especially we have some international participants. What advice would you give them um, as they probably might be struggling with with motions under Philippine theme, but also with regard to sports motions in general? Okay.
2: With regards to Philippine motions, rarely do you hear very, very classical Philippine debate motions. It's usually really about current events. And I think the best advice for any Philippine Filipino debater or, or any foreign debater, if, if you're going to a Philippine tournament, you expect a Philippine motion. You need first, just to read a lot about current events, politics, economics, or maybe even sports. And This is something that is really, really hot topics, especially in social media. And second, uh, just like any motion, these uh, have classical roots, uh, classical issues. Uh, the issue, of course, whether where is representation better? Staying here in the country or, of course, going in another country. For sports motion, you know sports motion is a bit tricky, uh i just had a recent podcast uh last week with uh with another institution where i gave tips on how to approach sports motion and that's a very lengthy discussion and i told them uh, we're very lucky right now because i tell you sport is really a very difficult team uh sometimes they put it side by side with uh, economics and ir level of motions but Lately, sports motions have been not as popular because, because, because of the pandemic, a lot of the sporting events have been canceled. So, it's good for all of us debaters. <laughs> uh, less sports motions, but of course, you expect, if I'm in the edge card, you should sports motions here and there. But how to approach it? In almost all sports motions, usually the teams are very uh, repetitive. Common teams like Olympics, gender and nationalism. Usually the themes are very classical. Another one is that in every sports motion usually uh, one kind of approach is to understand what are the interests. Usually sports motions are are worded were in their interest of athletes, maybe their interest of institutions. So try to identify what are the stakeholders that are involved in the sports motion. Second, given the stakeholders, what are the interests of these stakeholders? And you can vis-a-vis compare uh, the interests of these stakeholders. And of course, just like any team, there's no such thing as a purely sports motion. Because for every sports motion, there's an economics angle. Or a philosophical angle. There's a nationalism angle. Sometimes there can be an IR angle. Okay, One hot motion right now is that this year, Japan is hosting the Summer Olympics. Next year, China is hosting the Winter Olympics. And there's been a lot of controversies with that hosting. Whether China should push through with hosting that event, given all of the problems China is having. So there's also a possible IR angle. So there's a lot of angles and maybe in this motion, the Philippine contest, okay? the Philippine contest. So I think those are my tips to all our participants. And I really hope you enjoy the motion and really make more it
1: Thank you so much, Akeem, for this interview, as well as taking the time out of your day to formulate this motion, um, come up with arguments for it and appear on our podcast to help the novices navigate through this tournament with us. So, with that all said, thank you. This has been the episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! Bye! Yay!